You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Hello, turds. Thank you for coming back for yet another episode of the Bad Christian Podcast. I'll have you know that Matt McDonald from the Classic Crime and guest on episode one of this podcast calls his own children turds. So it's certainly okay if I call y'all turds because I know he loves his children and y'all know I love you. Thank you for that suggestion, McDonald. Okay, so today on the show, we have the amazing Jay Baker. He's a wonderful guest. Our interview even went really long because he had so so much crazy stuff to say. But we really liked hearing what he had to say because he has a ton of experience and a very unique point of view that nobody, almost nobody else has in all of Christianity from his upbringing and who his parents are and the way people received him and just stuff that he's been a part of. Now, Jay has made some really bold and strong stances that are uh, uncommon and let's just say unpopular, uh, so much so at, at the expense of uh, some of his career and stature and fame and power. And so that's something you got to really recognize when you see it, that somebody that's willing to make a stand on something they think is true and something that is necessary. Whether or not you agree with them, that's somebody that I think you should listen to and hear their point of view. That's And that's where we're at with Jay. We enjoyed having him on as a guest, and I think you will enjoy hearing him speak as well. Okay, so Joey has texted me, and he says he wants me to mention in the intro this week that we have a post coming on the blog on Wednesday. Uh, it's basically a 4th of July post, and it talks about how we love our country, but we think it's crazy when Christians say that our country needs to get back to God and get back to its roots and, you know, reclaim America for God. Because when we look back on American history, we see pretty much at every single stop in every era, uh, American history has been filled with some pretty evil stuff that we've, we've all been a part of. So go to badchristian.com on Wednesday and check out that post. In other news, we finished tracking of all the drums on the new Emory album, and Joey got a fever of 104 degrees and thinks it's because he forgot to drink caffeine. Here we go. You ready, <laughs> you ready, Joey? Oh, yeah, boy. Matt, I was born ready, ready up this? in this Let's place. Let's do it. Yeah, son, here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> this is lame, Joey. I thought. That's good. Keep going. No, I mean, it feels a little lame. I thought you it's didn't bring... your thing. Do what you want to do. But I can tell you. Dun- you winning me over. Keep it going. <laughs> oh, I see the look in Toby's eyes. Ow! It's your thing. All right. Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast. I want to thank Toby and Joey for saving us so much money in licensing music by doing our intro music every week. That really hey, saves us, it, that saves us tens of thousands of dollars. So thank you. Matt. Matt, do people about. realize that we're just your two pawns, that you actually are the mastermind and the only one that does anything with bad Christians? I'm sure just... that that's very apparent. I don't okay, think we have to say us. it. I'm Basically sure that that's us. very clear to everyone. Hey, right before we got on, Matt and I were talking, He, I heard a noise, and he opened, it sounded like you were opening up a glass bottle I was? of Coke. A glass bottle of Coke. I, I, I could tell I love glass bottle of Coke, but I realized something since moving back to the South. This is really awful. What? And it's, it's affecting my body. Uh, <laughs> after we after we moved away, man, there's a lot of like things affecting your South, body. Like on tour and stuff like that. And uh, living in Seattle, they didn't have sweet tea. So whenever we'd come back to the South, anywhere in the South, you'd get a sweet tea. But it was just so unbelievably sweet that we'd always mix it with unsweet. 
Mm -hmm. And there, you have to be very careful with the ratio or it doesn't taste weird. But uh, regular just sweet tea is too much. Now, the other day, I went to uh, whatever restaurant I was at, and uh, I realized I was like, oh, yeah, I don't do that anymore. Just straight pour the sweet tea. <laughs> You're back into sweet tea. Oh, just straight sweet. It's not as sweet. It's totally fine, the sweet now. And I'm like, oh, no. I've been lured back because I, I, I was getting healthy. You've reacclimated to yeah. the 100% sugar. I can't you don't drink do sweet tea at all? Never. I like it. Uh, it first, it's too sweet, but then mentally, I mean, it, it is nothing. It, it's horrible for you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just you're drinking sugar. It tastes so good, though. Yeah, not I mean, it's like the perfect thing with a meal. But I tell you, after I drink a lot of sweet tea, I feel miserable. Yeah. You know what really sucks? It's a really bad dad moment with sweet tea. Um, Ruby loves sweet tea. I should not have ever given it to her. But I'll, I'll give her, like, just a few sips. And I left my sweet tea sitting on the table. I didn't realize that she drank a bunch, <laughs> like uh, a huge amount of sweet tea. And then she was like, "Well, I gotta go to the bathroom." And then she just she drank it so fast she started throwing up everywhere. <laughs> oh. oh my god! She was like, "I'm sick. There's something sick coming out of my mouth." She starts yelling that, and Jess was like, "Oh!" And then she just started puking. Just from drinking uh, sweet tea? Yeah, it was just too much for a little stomach. Like it was just uh. she just she couldn't handle it. It's just so much sugar, and if you just drink sweet tea too fast, it just it just did not sit well with her, and she just threw up. So, how was y'all's how was y'all's Father's Day? Mine was good. Mine yeah. was really good. Yeah, I just um, uh, it was can't say all the stuff that went down but you know some great <laughs> some great stuff went down and i got some good presents and uh it was really good what about yours man matt is this your second father's day well i was uh i george uh his first one since george has been born not okay. conceived so yeah it was my first father's day so i thought mine went perfectly we didn't uh i got no presents and we did almost nothing for it because i set a pretty low bar at mother's day so right it we, it, we that way we've kind of de-emphasized the holidays which is a good thing in my opinion but for sure it's a mistake Jeez. that father's day is second i mean father's day should occur on the calendar before mother's day so you could let the wife set the precedent of what was expected that's you know what i'm saying idea. so i think yeah, that's a mistake uh, yeah, but a wife is. Uh, I think most females are going to want you to step up your game, regardless. Like I know, they, but if she just got me forget. something, if she took me out to dinner and got me a card and a five dollar uh, present, box of nerds or skittles or something, I go, all right. All I got to do is beat that. Yeah. So now yeah, this way, I, I had to set. The, you know what I mean? So I think the thing about all these little holidays too, though, is it's literally just that moment. Like I don't think anybody hardly ever remembers what they got last year for Father's Day no, or Valentine's Day and stuff like that. So it's really just a company tricking you into going, yeah, this shows that you love somebody. And it kind of sucks because it's just not as good. But I, I want to remember uh, people and stuff like that. But you know, like even you know my family or I like that people said you know Happy Father's Day to me. But at the same time, it just doesn't really mean that much. Yeah. No, I like hey, emphasizing all of them, like for birthdays and all that stuff. Matt, let me let you into something that Toby and I have been laughing about lately. Um, Priscilla and I went on a pastor's retreat with some pastors and their wives, and one of the last days we were there, we got we came back from a hike, and the driveway to our cabin was pretty long, and the car in front of me, some friends of mine, pastor friends, they stopped, and I thought they were just messing with me, so I honked the horn a bunch of times at them, and then... One of my friends gets out of the car in front, and he signals for me to get out of the car. So I get out of the car, and he's just like, man, take a look. He's like, that's real deal. And I go around their car, and there is a long uh, copperhead snake. So Ooh. totally poisonous. And uh, so I, everybody is like on the other side of the truck. Well, I, you know, I'm kind of adventurous, kind of jokey and trippy. So I 
got in front of the truck to where the truck was not a barrier between me and the snake. And I started like stomping my foot on the ground, taunting the snake and <laughs> all that idea. stuff. And it was about, it was probably about seven feet away. So Priscilla's just like, Joey, get back, get back. And then one of the pastor's wives was a PA and she was just like, Joey, do not do that. Do not do that. <laughs> and so I kept yelling at the snake until it, it, slithered away really fast and i get back in the car and priscilla's just, and i got permission for priscilla to share this because i'm really going to pick on my wife she's just like why would you do that like why would that is so dangerous you're so stubborn i was just like that snake was not going to get me she's just like you heard lisa she's a pa and what's a pa she, uh physician's assistant yeah okay like you know pretty much your hardcore medical deal i mean you're you're almost doctor status sort of yep. thing so uh and I was just like, I'm thinking to myself, what does that have to do with anything? She's not like crocodile hunter. I yeah, mean, I she know. didn't know about she has no idea snakes. about snake physiology right. and the reach of their yeah, snake and venom. So I told Priscilla, I was like, Priscilla, there is no way I could have gotten bitten by a snake. And so I was telling this to Toby, and I was honestly, Toby's pretty argumentative, and I was expecting him to be like, ah, Priscilla's right. That's a pretty dumbass movie. He just started laughing. He's like, dude, I'm with you on this one. What, I would have totally you say? done that. Yeah, what, what'd you say? Like the snake well, well, the, well the, the thing is, I don't understand when people freak out about stuff like that. Like, here's the deal. Joey's at least three, four, five feet away from this thing. So, no, 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 no. At least seven feet. Yeah, seven Three feet. Oh, that's too close. Yeah, okay. So seven feet away. So they're all freaking out, screaming, and all this stuff. But but my point is, I mean, snakes don't leap from the ground <laughs> onto you. And I told Joey, I mean, if they did, they would be our masters. <laughs> we, they would they would take over the world. If snakes could leap and they had venom, they would destroy. It. You'd be so scared they they would own us. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the, I mean. Uh, oh, a leaping snake is a lizard, right? <laughs> they don't. Yeah, they, some of them so, do jump out of trees. That's yeah, they can like, but but that's that's almost like falling. I mean, they kind of throw themselves off a tree a little bit, but I mean, not yeah. from the ground. I mean, I know like a cobra or something. I mean, <laughs> well, let let me break this one down. I can sort this one out with my cold, uh, unbiased and logic point of view on it. Is essentially we know that people instinctually are really afraid of snakes, right? Everybody knows right. that. Like naturally, yes. you don't have to be taught it. We we have an inherent fear of snakes. So. If people are that afraid of something like snakes, and then you have a little bit of mob mentality, which is another uh, just human psychological kind of weakness that's built in, then you put those two things together, and clearly um, on the side of caution and freaking out is going to be way, way, way overrepresented in any group of people. Therefore, you probably are always safe to take just a little bit more liberty than the group would suggest in such a situation. (laughs) You will be well within the safety if you go slightly up above what the, the general group consensus would be. And, and plus, I believe that everybody, honestly, they, deep down inside, actually really liked that Joey did that. I totally. To talk about. And if, they if loved getting mad at him and telling him yeah. he was dumb. Yeah, th- and he was <laughs> Exactly, because otherwise it is, the whole story would have just been, oh, yeah, we saw this a copperhead as we drove by. Yeah, and everybody was, was safe and it was nothing happened. Yeah. Which I thought something interesting happened this week at church. Um, a friend of ours, uh, his son, his son failed and he picked his son up to like kind of comfort him and stuff like that. He didn't realize he was just holding him and talking to me and his son, unbeknownst to the dad reached over and pulled the fire alarm. Right. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no. And so I fixed it. Everything. No, no big deal. But the fire department came out, but it still wasn't a big deal or anything. They didn't they didn't charge charge, you? Nope. They didn't charge us or anything and everything was okay and cool. But our thought in that moment, I was like, on some level, this sounds terrible, but don't you think the firemen are like, ah, crap, no fire. <laughs> like yeah. the theater, the theater's not burning. Yep. No, they yep, like okay. Action. So I mean, I, I think that 
Yeah, don't you get into firefighting because on some level you want to that danger and that excitement, that crazy. Like yeah. pe- people don't want to hear that stuff because it's a firefighter can't say that because I mean it'd be awful to hear a firefighter like, yeah, man, I hope every day somebody's house. Is Absolutely. Burning. <laughs> here's a more here's an even more clear universal one when this big time hurricane is coming up on the weather report and they yep. say it's in the middle of the Atlantic. It's right now stage category three we don't know where it's going to land and then they come back on the next news report and say yeah it's downgraded it's not going to hit anything nobody nobody goes thank goodness because part of you is excited like (laughs) whoa i hope it gets to be a category five and maybe just misses us or maybe i hope it hits up there in virginia but i hope it doesn't hit us you know all right, so, I think so Jessica, don't you I think? Jessica, I think Jessica's mom says, "Thank goodness, the Lord saved." <laughs> oh no, no, no for sure, the, like, sure. You, you hey, definitely let, let want me, something to happen for sure. Let me say, let me say this, because um, I, <laughs> I know people will think this is like I'm, I'm trying to put on a show here, but I'm serious. I need y'all's help with this. I feel guilty because I think I'm a little disappointed if it doesn't do a direct hit at Charleston. Yeah, I know. Of course. <laughs> and that's horrible. Like, like I mean, you want to see a hurricane hit Charleston? You want to evacuate, there, everything go there, crazy? Yeah, that there sounds fun. a part of me that's just Hell excited. Yeah. Everybody I think is. That's why, yeah, I think that's why people really enjoy, like, you know, The Walking Dead or something like that, because I think, like, honestly, I would love it if it was, like, the end of the world and you just had to, like, survive and, you know, everything broke down. I know it'd be scary <laughs> and horrible, but, I mean, it'd be awesome to just try and fight for your food and all that stuff. <laughs> but here, here's the thing, though. If... Here's the thing. If I could look into the future and see my house like destroyed, I wouldn't be like, yeah, yeah, I want no, to. No, of come. course not. But and yeah. honestly, I think if I had a conscious decision, like if Jesus said, Hey Joey, I'm gonna let you make the call on this. The hurricane's either gonna give us a direct hit and many uh homes are gonna be destroyed, people are gonna die, lives are gonna be enchambled, or I'll send it back. I mean, I'd pick send it back. Yeah, you'd have I mean, to if I had in control choice, over it for but, sure. Yeah, yeah so, my dad my dad would love it because he would go, I told you not to move to Charleston. Just <laughs> stayed up here. Yep. That wouldn't have happened. We don't have hurricanes where I live. Hey, have y'all read uh Randy Alcorn's book on heaven? He makes a uh unbelievable theory that natural disasters are not necessarily a part of the fallen world and that we may be able to enjoy them in an unfallen state. Like, imagine just being able to hang out on Folly Beach, like a, a redeemed Folly Beach in Charleston, South Carolina, when a hurricane comes through. That'd be cool as hell. Well, I, yeah. yeah, I guess, but I just don't understand the thinking behind that. Like, what, just, I mean, What if it's a, a beautiful thing that the Lord made? Well, I mean, it destroys well, stuff. It doesn't necessarily have to. Well, I mean, it destroys trees, at least. I mean, yeah, if you're but, standing on a beach with just trees and sand, it's going to destroy What it. if he protects all living things? There's no death. So what if he protects No tree death? Yeah, no tree death, man. Trees so what about an uh, asteroid that comes and explodes the Earth? Yeah, blasts the Earth apart. Yeah. yeah, maybe we get to see it happen, but then... Uh, <laughs> but then what? But then after 10 <laughs> Joey, seconds... Joey, that's the right kind of stuff that you always talk about that, to me, falls squarely in the, in the <laughs> category of Christian goofy. Just well, Christian I, goofy literature. I'm sorry that I'm looking forward to heaven a lot more than you guys. You, I, hey, I admit that. I'm sure you are. Hey, I'm looking forward to heaven, but not seeing a hurricane destroy the world. Hey, do y'all remember that? As soon as we to? get to heaven, I'm going to see an asteroid <laughs> obliterate. <laughs> hey, do y'all remember uh, we confused we confused the heck out of a lot of people with our first podcast because it said, hey, welcome to the Bad Christian second podcast. The first podcast, we did not have a guest. It was just the three of us, and we had a discussion. What a great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was probably the probably, best one. Yeah, I, I've listened to that every day since. <laughs> um. But we had a discussion, and you guys think that I am crazy insane to not, like, I don't care necessarily about death. Like, it doesn't scare me. I don't dread, like, 
I think what it came down to is we were visiting a lady that's on her deathbed and you guys said, Toby said something like, man, that I just can't even imagine. I worry about that all the time. And I was just like, you worry about dying. You're like, of course, everybody does. But no, I don't. You're, you're definitely pick, an odd duck. I'll pick duck. my theory apart. I don't think that I'm an odd duck. I think there's, I've heard many people say, man, I'm, I'm jealous of that person that just died. I'd love to go to heaven right now. Joey, I don't believe people go, I got cancer. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't I'm either. going to heaven. Woo! Well, no, I, I don't think, may, you think that. Maybe it has to do something if you're depressed, borderline suicidal. It's not that far off. I'm not depressed, borderline <laughs> suicide. That's not coming from a suicidal this be perspective. No, but think think about it. So let, let me ask you all a question. But, I mean, so you if you're on your dad about the loss of not getting to be with your kids for the next 10 I years agree or with missing that. your daughter I, get married or something right, like I that. agree with that. But if you're on your deathbed and you know you are slipping away within the minute and you can just tell your body is slipping <laughs> away, there's not one ounce of you that's no. just like, oh, my God. Well, maybe an ounce. The people but- know that the people, have they, you, does the Lord give you enough insight to where you go, this is my last minute. Yep. 30, I think some people probably 37 realize. seconds left, guys. There's been some really weird Maybe. behavior of people right before they die, like the closure. Vomiting like, see, and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to... Um, Seizures and vomiting and this shutdown of organs. Yeah, before we go into um, a, a new discussion, I want to send some quick shout-outs to Luke Adam Die. Uh, he's in the military. He actually wrote us, and I just thought it was so cool. He said, finding community... Here is a daunting task, even with my 30-man crew. I'm Where the only is he, Christian. Um, I don't Pro- know. because Probably I took a, Afghanistan, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. But he said, the only way I can stay afloat spiritually is listening to podcasts, usually sermon podcasts. When I found out about Bad Christian a few months back, I was really intrigued to listen and quickly was hooked. I really believe in what you guys are doing, and I'm always lifted up by your episodes. And here's the coolest part. I understand it sounds super weird, but when I listen to all you cut up and have fun, it strangely makes me feel a part of that bond you guys share and in return helps me stay encouraged. I don't know how to explain it, but I just wanted to say thanks for everything. Oh, that was super, super cool. That is really cool. I I tell you, I have always been honestly really encouraged by just the support we've received from like military folks with Emory and all that we've done. Like, that just means a lot to me because, I mean, honestly, Matt and I have toured a ton and been away from our families and stuff, but it's nothing compared to, like, being in another country and not getting to come home for a year. Like, right. I have family that's in the military and the Army, and I just – I really do want to honor those guys and just really appreciate it that if we can, you know, bring some joy and a little bit of home to them, that that's just truly amazing. So do you guys uh, – Matt, I've already heard your disgusting philosophy on showers and stuff. but it's not disgusting. I even, yeah, I even think about uh, military guys and how much of a sacrifice it is not to have quick access to a shower. You got, I mean, this, this, I, I'm turning in part of my man card here, but I was, uh, Priscilla and I, for our, for my Father's Day, we had a birthday slash Father's Day celebration because it was her birthday when we were on that uh, pastor's retreat and didn't get a chance to just spend it between the two of us. So we took our bicycles to Folly Beach, rode about uh, four miles over to an old broken down lighthouse. It's kind of a neat place to walk to. We rode our bikes. And then climbed out on a bunch of rocks kind of that went out into the ocean. And just, you know, the whole time we're super sweaty, super sandy, ride our bikes back. And the game plan was to watch uh, the last game of the NBA Finals at one of our favorite restaurants downtown. But I was disgusted with myself. I had sand all over my legs. I was sweaty. And then I forgot my bag from home with a change of clothes and everything. So I was just so frustrated, almost to the point of not going out to eat. 
And uh, I I had to take it to such a limit to where I went to a store and bought one of those cheap five ninety nine beach t shirts and a pair of flip flops so I could take off my soggy shoes and socks. You guys wouldn't have had to do that, would you? Have? No. Nah. First of all, I, I here's the part of my theory that what you don't understand is you would not become if you just ignored that. If you would have not taken a shower, you would have felt less and less bad and less and less dirty over the next twelve and twenty four hours. So seventy two seventy two hours after you were sweaty and sandy, you would be cleaner even if you didn't take a shower. But I, I did not take a shower. I just got the sand off and put on. You, know, you got to get off sand off. Clothes. Sand's yeah. miserable. Sure. Yeah, sure. but Priscilla can live with sand all over. Her. Like I don't really like care. sand either, personally. Man, your wife is disgusting. Yeah, and a s- you shut your mouth. Hey, I got a I got a bone to pick with you, Matt. With me, you ended you ended the damn yeah, Matt. Podcast. I'm on Joey's side. <laughs> Last podcast, uh, you actually ended it on Toby saying that I called his wife a slut, and he did. Oh, yo, I should. I'm smug. still looking for an apology. You, that's my fault for Toby saying that, and ultimately for you doing that. How's that my no, fault that you did it's it? Your fault Toby because- said it. Sinner. Because it's totally out of Sinner. context. You didn't uh, include the rest of the conversation. And you don't so, believe our listeners don't have a clue that you all make fun of each other and are hard on each other. You don't think no, they get lis- that? No, listen. Ooh, Matt's mad. Listen, oh, bad Christian audience. You matter in a fight now. Listen, <laughs> listen to what Toby said to me that caused me to say that. My kids so he's who saying love I, their Uncle yeah, Toby. Yeah, I let him to sin. That's what he's trying to prove here, guys. Yeah, so my kids who love their Uncle Toby came downstairs before they went to bed, gave him a hug and talked to him a little bit and you know, talk to them about school and all that stuff. And Toby's really good with them. And so they start walking upstairs and on the way upstairs, Toby looks at me and he's just like, man, your kids are really messed up. And I was like, I knew he was kidding, but I was like, what do you, what do you mean? And he's just like, well, take, uh, well, sometimes my kids hear these podcasts, take this one, for example. I was like, what about, he's just like, her face is totally messed up. <laughs> and so my response was I pointed at Jessica and I said, well, your wife's a slut. So that opens up way more perspective of the situation. I thought it was implied. Now, now, now would I have just randomly called Jessica a slut? Yes. But our audience doesn't know that. Okay, well, let me ex- walk you through that. First of all, the problem, as I'll have everybody know at the end of that podcast, is Toby and Joey got into a giant argument based off, for like off that. For like 15 minutes. For about yeah, 15 right, minutes. minutes where they seriously got mad at each other and argued about how they make fun of each other and what's over the line and are they really friends or not. Yeah, so, Joey was butthurt. Yeah, so <laughs> they were, what's really crazy is it was a So huge, I had to end somewhere, and that was, I thought, very funny, and that's really the, all I care about is entertainment. I thought you were going to show care. the argument. I actually thought you were going to show it. It was way too it intense. Recorded? It was way too boring and yet intense. So Matt, take what, the, the Matt once route. you left, I mean, we actually had a really heart to heart. I I probably almost almost got teary eyed, but I thought it was like a really huge. Uh, I mean, because Toby and I have been <laughs> best friends since basically '97, and I think there was a lot of understanding. Here, here's here's one thing. Is, Hold on, before you I, say that, can I say one thing? Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah, is notice how Matt described our argument. He said it was super boring but really intense. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say, man, I was feeling kind of nervous out there. You know, I didn't know if you guys were really, he didn't like, there wasn't emotion. Yeah, because he's uncomfortable he, he's with He's experienced emotion. boredom and intensity. Which yes, is, that's what, right. is, what is the world, what in the world is that? What do you mean? Those aren't emotions. Matt is emotionally retarded. Let's just face it. That's he fine. Is, he is emotionally retarded. All right, so there, there's been different things that have happened in me and Toby's past where, first of all, I get really intense and I judge him unfairly. 
Now, instead of him just taking it as Joey's a messed up human being and he makes stupid mistakes, he takes it as, wow, this is what Joey really thinks about me. And that's not the case. The flip side of that is there are some times when Toby is kidding around so much to the point where I'm like, I think that he thinks that there's a level of truth in this. And then I get offended. I'm like, you actually think this is somewhat true. So I think it was a huge misunderstanding, but I really felt bad because I, I definitely have hurt him in the past. And so I was able to apologize for that. So I'm sorry. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's my best friend over there, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Toby, I got my I got my new guitar. Wow, Scaro from, from, from Scaro from Scaro from yeah. Lewis at Scaro. Yeah, well, Lewis at, at Scaro, as you say, called me after uh, we talked about him on the podcast and laughed his ass off because that's not how you pronounce his name. He says. The, the Luis? No, Scaro. <laughs> it's not? No, it's, I mean, that's not his name anyway, but his company is called Cero. Cero. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's not pronounced Scaro. <laughs> so Lewis has been making guitars for me, and it's making a guitar for Toby, and they're really awesome. It's Cero Guitars, but he does spell it Scaro, so S-C-E-R-O, CeroGuitars.net. Uh, and he's made a couple of guitars for me, and the one I just got is is really, really awesome. It's got a Les Paul kind of style body, but it's got a P90 pickup and a regular humbucker, so I'll be able to use it back and forth with uh, SG or Les Paul or whatever else I have, except for it looks way better and is way nicer. It's like a real custom guitar. So Yeah, I think awesome. what's really neat about Sarah Guitars, too, is that they actually uh, build everything, even the neck and everything. Yeah, he so made the, the neck. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's fully, fully custom, which is really cool because, you know, a lot of times people – you know, they just oh, mass order a bunch of necks or something, throw that on there. You know, kind of like drum sometimes too. You know, they don't really make their own hardware and stuff like that. But I, that's what I thought was really cool. And then, and then uh, Lewis is just a really cool guy as well. Yeah. So, so what guitar um, are you getting, Toby? What's yours gonna be like? I am actually gonna get kind of like a uh, a Fender Strat a, a replica, but uh, I wanted a Fender Strat. Uh, this was before Emory and everything, and I really wanted a, a black fat Strat. I was gonna buy it. It's gonna basically be like my first guitar I bought. I guess second guitar, honestly, but uh, first expensive guitar I ever bought. And uh, and I just couldn't afford it and never ended up getting it. And so uh, I've just kind of been wanting that guitar for literally like pushing almost 20 years. <laughs> so uh, I know. So so I talked with Lewis, and he's going to make one even better than Fender. And I'm just really excited about oh, it. Yeah. And that's what's really cool because I'm going to get my neck actually a little wider than normal and a little thinner, too. The, the thickness is going to be, and uh, it's just going to be really cool, and you can just get it specified exactly how you want. So I'm just really excited about it. Yep, we're thrilled about that. So we want to pass along that info. If you guys want to get a guitar from them or check out their website, if you do, tell them we sent you if you wind up getting one, and Lewis will give you 10% off on whatever you get if you get one of his guitars. But, uh, yeah, Sweet. they're awesome. Toby, you know what I remember funny about you? that story. I remember that story a little bit different about you not getting that guitar. Um when when you wanted to get that black fat strat, it was in two, yeah. it was in ninety nine, and you were going. We were going to the we would go to the store. I mean, it only cost you know two hundred and eighty bucks or something like yeah. that. And we would go up to the music store every week and look at stuff and never really buy and think oh, we're going to get it sometime. And you talked yourself into it and said I'll get it get it later. I'm going to get it later. And then uh, we went back to the store and it was gone. And you were devastated. Gosh. And uh, so t- so then Toby says, well, that's it. I mean. God didn't want me to have the guitar. I just God didn't God didn't allow it. So and he I made still the whole believe thing. that. I know, but I, for me that was really crazy because I got super at that time. I was like a, basically a new Christian, very didn't really understand like that thought process at all. Like I thought that was so dumb that you said God didn't want me to have a guitar. Like why would God care if you have a red guitar or a black guitar? Or a <laughs> I mean, I just thought it was so dumb and I argued with about it for a long time. 
and uh, I, I was and I sure won. I was sure I was right about it. Now I totally, after a couple of years, and uh, and go, just like you know having my eyes open and stuff, I actually really believe that. I believe it's just as just as silly to think God wants you to have a new job or have a kid or not as or whatever kind of guitar you have. I think all those things could be looked at as trivial to him. But more importantly, I think he do, I guess he does. I mean, that's silly to say, but I think he does care about every little thing like that. But I thought it was yeah, super I, hyper emotional drama nonsense. When, you, when I've, you I've honestly, honestly, I've been the biggest influence uh, as far as push, uh, introducing Christ to both of you in your lives. <laughs> yeah. Both of y'all wouldn't be Christians without me. Okay. The thing about that guitar, though, was, first of all, when I did, I, I was going to buy it, and my card got declined out of nowhere for no reason, and it wasn't right. When I went back to buy the guitar, it was gone. I was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely the Lord telling me, no, don't get this for some reason. I still don't know why. <laughs> Toby I mean, thinks I, that way on super micro level. If we're playing like uh, blackjack at a casino, <laughs> he thinks every card. T- I mean, I mean, I I guess I agree with my logic, but he every card turn is like God. Why? God, why the well, king? Why king? God? Well, you know, I I've read I've read theology where there are a lot of people that thinks that God working all things according to His purpose. He means absolutely everything. Like like a leaf Every that's blowing. Every toss of the dice, I believe that, yeah. No, 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 like a leaf that's blowing yeah, right now I or agree. a grain of sand. You think God's has his hand in all that? Uh, I, I think there's no good place where you would cut in and out of that type of thing. I think on the other end of that is complete deism. And then, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, Wow, that's interesting. I think the other it's the opposite side of complete deism, and that's that God cares about every little thing. Because otherwise, you had to get into a territory where you say, well, he cares about like if my kid lives or dies, but not whether what kind of uh, car I get. Then that's silly. Yeah. Yeah, because if you take God out of anything, then what is it? Like if if you t- if you separate God from a butterfly flying away, like what is it? I mean, on some level, at the very least, you have to say He had some hand in that. Yeah, right? I don't know how direct it is or supernatural, but whatever. I feel like I owe an apology to our um, social media followers. I actually thought it would be a good idea to get a a real, well, not a real, but a a current porn star. <clears throat> and I pretty much uh, tweeted, hey, guys, uh, we would like to have a current porn star. We had Brittany uh, on here, and, and she used to be. And so someone suggested um, a particular porn star who used to be a Christian and actually went the other way. So I, I kind of looked around for her on Twitter. And so instead of just basically I tried to reach out to her through her Twitter name, which then you click on that and it goes to some pornographic pictures on her Twitter account, which was probably not good judgment on my part. And somebody did uh, call me out on it. So I do apologize. And that um, actually I'm pretty sure sent uh, Toby and probably Matt too, but Toby told me that he got a uh, X3 watch notification that just said Instagram. Yeah, that's what I had thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's exactly what that was because of pictures being tied to the Twitter account of but, her. Yeah. 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 So it was either that or bigbutts.com that you went to when I walked in your office. No, I would have said big butts. Oh yeah. So, so butts. you know, the real unfortunate part of this is just it's just one more step in the saga of of Joey using his power and fame in social media. Now he uses the influence <laughs> of bad Christian social media to try to reach out to porn stars directly. So I, I apologize for you on your behalf as well, Joey. <laughs> so, yeah, so X3 busted you on that, Joey? Yeah, and it, but it was just really vague. It just said Instagram.com. Yeah. So that would be um, 
Yeah, don't. Yeah. Well, that's kind of all it needed to do because yeah. uh, we it, asked you about it. That's exactly. Cool I was just going to say that's too. why the community aspect of X3 Watch is so vital because, you know, Instagram isn't a bad site in itself. But it, but it knew it was associated Toby, with yeah. this porn star. So that's actually which, pretty sharp. Yeah, which shows that it's super, super sensitive. Right. So that's because really you've cool. obviously gone to Twitter and uh, saw other pictures and right. Instagram pictures and it didn't alert it. So it actually knew that was pornographic. Right. Yep. So that's cool. You know, uh, Joey had to send me any. I'm going to go ahead and confess this this week. Joey had to send me an email about one of my reports said, are we okay on this? And if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about X3 Watch. Uh, which is software that we used that helps us block pornographic and questionable uh, material just because we want to keep each other accountable, and we personally just like to avoid it. It's better for us. We think it's the right thing to do. Um, and so I, Joey got an email from me on one. He said, we okay on this? And I had to explain what it was. But uh, Toby had talked previously about the show Orange is the New Black and how uh, – he thought it was sexual, and his wife thought that enough to where they didn't want to watch it on TV. And then on somebody I follow on Twitter put up an article about it and its content, and I never have watched the show. And I, so I thought I would go read the article about it was, and it was like it said they had a lesbian sex video uh, scene in there that was really intense. And I, I did go to go to it, but it was just a news article. And then Joey hit me up and said, are we all good on this? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I have a good excuse. I was just trying to check out what that show was like about that Toby was talking about, but surely the fact that it said lesbian sex video probably caught my attention and is a big reason of why I did go there. So I'm glad it blocked it. I'm glad Joey asked me about it, and that's just one of the type of things that X3 Watch does for us because, you know, that, that could have t- taken me, even if that site was okay, on down the line to where somewhere I didn't want to be. So thank you, X3 Watch. So if you go to x3watch.com forward slash bad Christian, then you can get a, a, a deal on their product. They have a free version and the paid version. You can get half off if you go through x3watch.com forward slash bad Christian. You know what, though? That brings up another issue that I realized this week after we had Brittany on the podcast last week and we talked about sex trafficking and the porn industry and stuff like that. And I I think this is interesting and it's worth saying Um the, there's a lot of people that get irritated at, uh, at people like us being anti-porn because they, they feel like it is uh, shaming and blaming people that are sex workers and stuff like that. And it's not loving and it's, it's, it's hurtful and harmful and stigmatizes the people that do that. And you know what? I think that's true. I think that's right, like, in a way. So I'm not condoning. I don't think anybody should go into the sex industry anyways. I'd say it's better not to. That's just my opinion. But there are non-Christian people who think it is okay they want to do that. That's their choice, you know, and I'm not about trying to stomp on people's freedoms or make people that don't have the same values as me feel bad about what they do. So what do y'all think yeah. about that? Yeah, I agree. I think it's one of the, I mean, it, it just falls in the same category as we're super sensitive to, to particular sins and totally blinded to ours. I mean, bottom line, people that work in the porn industry, that is a sin, uh, just like someone but, who but works what in about, the but, worry industry. Yeah, I mean, but the people, but the people are saying stuff on there like, uh, like there's people on our our Facebook. It's hilarious the way Christians treat people because somebody's on there and is like, hey, if this girl wants to f this person and gangbang and do this and this and all this stuff, then that's fine. You got to just you know what whatever, dude. Yeah. And then so, listen to listen to what the person responds to that person with right underneath them. They said, dude. How can you say that? I mean, if, the, if, if Christ lives in you, how can you even be saying that right now? And the guy writes back, he's like, what are you talking about? I am not a Christian. I don't, this doesn't <laughs> matter. I don't, I don't think it's bad. So, I mean, yeah. that's a real point of view. So, like, 
I'm pretty big on that, and I, I think you guys are too. People are free to do what they want to do. I don't. We don't need to police people and just keep them from sinning. That's too too short. Like it's people that don't believe stuff is sin. That's not the way to approach it. Well, two things. First of all, I think that shows the importance of when a Christian talks on a social platform, they need to talk in a way that can be received from Christians and non-Christians. Tim Keller actually mentioned that in a sermon. He says, I'm talking to the Christians now. He said, for the most part, I make a policy that everything I say is applicable uh, for Christians and Mm non-Christians. So that person shouldn't have talked that way because that's unfruitful for unbelievers. And secondly, I would disagree with the person that says, mind your own business, because if we believe what we believe about sin, then we actually are angry at the porn industry for messing with those females and for doing uh, what it did to um, Brittany and the greed that is involved with the dudes that are working. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, to me, it's, it's say, almost like we have an inside scoop and we know what's really going no, on. No, th- that's, that's fine. But I'm saying we don't need to. I don't, I don't think we have the need to police people's moral behavior that don't believe like us and that'll be good enough. That's not anywhere close to good enough and it, it wouldn't really change anything. And I'd have a secondary point on that is I don't blame any industry. I blame the consumers and half of the consumers are Christians anyway. So that's yeah, what creates the industry. That's, that's why the industry exists is because you guys who listen to this podcast and sometimes me contribute to the demand. And that's why the supply is there. So if you're a, so you cannot like somebody said, well, she can't be a Christian and a porn star. That doesn't make sense. And I said, well, can you be a Christian and look at porn? Because according to Jesus, that's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it really is the same. So you shouldn't look down on porn stars if you've ever looked at porn and might do it again in the future. Give me a break. The best comment was uh, from, I hope he doesn't care, but his name's Kenny Deo, and he said, hey, these days you got to make money. You can be a Christian and work on Wall Street, and it's the same thing. You, <laughs> F, you F people for money. <laughs> anyway, hey, I, I think it's totally okay to say porn is bad. I, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's good. I, I, mean, I do it, think it's On bad. some level, it's uh, slavery in a sense of, hey, you do this and I'll, I'll give you money or, or meet your needs or something like that. And I just, I just really dislike it because of what it does to most people. And eventually it's just going to lead people to, I mean, if, if porn is that huge and that profitable, I mean, what will it be? And this sounds like really crazy. This might be a good uh, science segment, Matt, but I really do believe in like artificial intelligence will get better and better and better. And that there at some point will be potentially robots where, uh, men and women will go, screw that. I'm not going to deal with somebody, some asshole when I come home from work. I'll just have a robot that does whatever I want, and that's who I'll find my sexual pleasure with, and it'll just be separation from humans more and more and more to where you know you just have your little room that you're in with your whatever, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm, I'm, signed, I'm just trying to say I don't think we need to politicize or, for instance, outlaw porn or people's freedoms. That's, just, that's not the Christian solution. Yeah, but atheists want me to sleep with a robot. <laughs> Yeah, but Matt, I don't think using our personal social platform with Bad Christian, for example, and saying that we think porn is harmful, I don't think it's being a police. No, I think it. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we should should be sensitive and make sure we're not stigmatizing, uh, uh, you know, like a confused girl who winds up in porn and saying she's the bad person. No, I'm saying it's the. Cons- I mean, it's a consumer driven thing. First of all, people should have freedom. I do believe that, no matter what. Right. Le- right. So if we made it illegal. It wouldn't change anything. It wouldn't get more people saved. Oh, I don't saved. think we should make it legal. For, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that's the wrong approach is to just, like, moralize it. Right. I agree with you. I'm saying I think that it's okay to say porn is wrong, and at the same time, if people people are going to do it. Just just sure. like prohibition, you can say, oh, well, don't drink, or, hey, we're not going to allow people to smoke marijuana. People are going to, so yeah. what are you doing anyway? It's just some stupid 
rule you made up that's not working anyway, so you need to think of a different avenue. It wouldn't but. change it. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, our our guest is texting me, and we're he's waiting on us. So you guys, uh, right. can we take a break and bring on our guest who's coming up, Mr. Jay Baker? Let's let's do it. All right, we'll be right back. All right, podcasting the way of the future, just like the Dippin' Dots ice cream. Mmm, I love Dippin' Dots, but not as much as I like podcasting. And airless tires. And airless tires. Those are all things of the future. Podcast is a new, it's the upcoming format, and we know that a lot of you guys out there are starting and want to start your own podcast. Uh, Joey, what's a big barrier to starting a podcast? Well, the biggest barrier, I think, is just how in the world do I get my stuff out there for people to hear? I think another barrier for Joey is his butt. (laughs) (laughs) Joey is right, though. Getting your podcast out there is having it hosted. And uh, we use SignalLeaf.com as a host. It's a a new company. It's an up-and-coming company, and they're awesome. They provide us with great analytics, great hosting. It's super fast. It's super reliable. And if you're hearing this podcast, it's streaming to you through SignalLeaf.com. They do the technical side. Yep. Thank you, Matt. But I'm going to have to agree with Toby. I think it is my butt. Yeah. SignalLeaf has great customer service as well, man. They will answer any question that you have and uh, really clear things up for you. So that's why we love working with them. You don't want to be left in the cold. So SignalLeaf podcast hosting is hosting without the headache. Visit SignalLeaf.com forward slash bad Christian. And we're back. All right. Yeah. Yep. We have a... Uh, we have a special guest with us, Jay Baker from Revolution uh, Church. And uh, Toby and I, we were in a staff meeting today. Um, uh, as you know, we work at a church together. And we brought up PTL, Heritage USA, Jim and Tammy Baker. They had no idea. No these clue. Two, these two girls were in their early 30s. They were clueless. They said, no, we don't even know who. I, we, we couldn't even believe it. So we started telling them about Jim Baker, Jimmy Swaggart, and uh, I probably was a little out of line because I was talking about how I thought Jim Baker was pretty legit, how he turned things around, a good dude, and I probably have a sinful attitude towards, uh, towards Jimmy, Jimmy Swaggart. <laughs> but uh, we have Jay Baker, who is son of Jim and Tammy Baker, and uh, yeah, we're excited. Jay, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Good to be here. How, what was it like, man, growing up? Because uh, I, I actually used to go on vacation to Heritage USA with my parents and grandparents. And I mean, gosh, it was like the Christian Disney world. What was it like growing up in that? Well, it was really strange. I mean, <laughs> it was all I knew, though. Yeah. You know, since I was a real little kid. And um, we had to have bodyguards because we were constantly having death threats wow. and kidnapping right. threats on me and my sister. And you know, and they were they were great folks. I mean, you know, I mean, heck, my bodyguard taught me how to throw a football and ride a bike. But um, you had your own personal bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, were you? I mean, so were you aware at that time, like that you were super rich and had all this money? Was that? Well, feel- yeah. I mean, I knew we were we were well off, and I knew that my dad was the boss of this like huge multi, like huge television ministry, and. You know, uh, at the time it, you know, it was called like a retreat center. It was, you know, retreat center, but it had a water park in it and had, you know, all sorts of stuff happening 24 hours, seven days a week. I think he had, you know, over, you know, a few thousand employees that worked there. So, yeah. So when you look, when you look back on that at the end of the day, would you say that your mom and dad, their hearts started off in the right place? I mean, that they had 
um, yeah, definitely. Motivations and all that. No, I mean, I think when I would even say people like Jimmy Swaggart and Ted Haggard and all those yeah. folks go into it with a good heart. Yeah, I you know, but things grow out of control, and um, you start to get surrounded by people who are just going, "Yes, yes, yes." And when you're yeah. kind of pioneering something, and that was which was kind of you know it was like Christianity mixed with the American dream. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're the first ones there, and uh, yeah. Did you and your mom have a good relationship? For those of that don't know, way she passed away. How many years ago? She passed away about seven years ago, 2007. Okay. Yes, I had a very good relationship with my mother. She was one of my best friends. Yeah, dang it. Sorry. That's so, so when the when the shit hit the fan, man. Like you were, pro- how old were you when like your dad? I was 11 years old. What was it like for all the people that are under 30 here? What what happened when it all went sideways? Well, the biggest part was is that um, my mom and dad had split up uh, seven years prior, and then my dad was uh, not very smart and uh, slept with this woman, thinking that he could win my mom back, and uh, that so did they, not. They had been work. split for seven years. No, 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 no. They split up. Um, my mom told me told my dad she didn't love him anymore. Yeah, uh, and that was seven. And so that happened seven years prior to the fall of the ministry. Oh, okay, okay. And my dad had this one time affair. Um, it's funny because people say church secretary, and she was a church secretary, just not my dad's secretary, <laughs> you know, and not even in the same state. But um, not that one time or two times makes a difference. But that's what happened. And then seven years later, um, Jerry Falwell came and said, "Hey, you know, all this stuff's about to come out about you guys." If you turn the church over to us, we'll restore you. Otherwise, um, Jimmy Swagger, because my dad and Jimmy Swagger were both assemblies of God, and we'll get your church, and you'll never get it back. And so my dad turned it over to Falwell, and Falwell uh, decided to keep it and kind of run it into the ground. And basically, you know, I mean, in 24 hours, we knew that his his intentions were not solid. I mean, he started to make all sorts of accus- accusations why did your dad think uh, Falwell was the better pick out of him and Swagger? Was that kind of like a leverage deal from well, Falwell? So, like- yeah, Swagger had always not been a fan of my dad. I mean, my dad used to have him on the PTL television network, you know, because yeah. it was like a satellite network. And um, he would preach against my dad constantly on the network. And my dad would be like, hey, you know, can you kind of not talk about it <laughs> on the that. network? <laughs> yeah. So they kind of had a weird relationship. How and, about you and your uh, dad now? Oh, me and my dad. Yeah, we have we have we have a, a a strange relationship in the fact that we're both uh, introverted men, yeah. and um, sometimes uh, have a hard time communicating. But we we both love each other greatly. I, I just think it's. I mean, we have different theologies, but that doesn't you know the sun doesn't rise and set on that. Yeah. So it's, basically, your dad. Um, had an affair with Jessica Hahn, and then would would you say the other major component is is would you call it embezzlement or uh, no? It was called yeah, it was wire, mail fraud and wire fraud. So explain that. <sighs> yeah, that's I would, it would I wish it was easy to because there's a lot of counts. <laughs> but let me just boil it down to this: is basically my dad had built hotels and and campgrounds and things like that, and the main accusation was is that he sold more spaces than there was. Gotcha. And then um, that they also said he never intended to finish the buildings. And and uh, that's basically what it boiled down to. He originally got 45 years because it was in Charlotte and it was by a judge named um, nicknamed Maximum Bob. 
Um, but I worked on my dad's, uh, on my dad's case and, and he got out in, in a little bit under five years. Yeah. You weren't actually mad at him that all this had happened. You didn't, did you find fault in him or where, where were you with that? No, I mean, I just, to me, it was just like it was, it was life was happening and, you know, I wanted my dad to get home and I, I never thought my dad belonged in prison. Uh, I don't think he was a smart businessman necessarily, but I, I don't think he, I mean, he wouldn't let me take a candy bar from one of the stores at PTO without paying for it. So he wasn't trying to rip people off. In my, in my opinion, he wasn't, um, gotcha. you know, in other people's opinion, you know, I, I try to stop defending him because yeah. people want to believe what they want to believe. And, you know, I know the odds are stacked against people believing me with all the books and the media and stuff that was written. You know, it's just, it's different. And so, you know, now as I, I get older and, and like you said, people under 30, yearly people under like even 35 don't really remember much of it. Yeah. And so it, it, it's a little bit different now because, you know, now I'm able to, you know, work on my own merit, but you know, definitely my family's name helped me get through the door and, and get into ministry. Well, it's, it's, it's hard to not remember it if you're my age and a little kid and then here, my, like my dad, for instance, is, uh, is one of the, he rant and raved forever and still to this day about TV preachers. And he thinks they're the lowest form of, of life on the earth. <laughs> he thinks they're right. the most greedy, <laughs> unforgivable people. Like if you ever see somebody on TV, he just, it doesn't matter. Like what the person's intentions are, he thinks that's the worst thing. He, he regards them lower than murderers, I think sometimes. Well, I think it's too, they're used for scapegoats, you yeah, know I mean? It's like, just they're the, they're just the biggest target out there. That's so, it. so what do you think now about that? Like the mega churches or the TV evangelists and stuff like that? Do, do you have a, like a bit of cynicism towards them as well? Uh, I mean, I have cynicism, yeah, because I know what it creates. I know that it creates, you know, compromise, and yeah. you know, you build this this machine that you have to feed, and it's like a monster, and it's yeah, and, and if you can, don't feed it. It starts to fall apart. We're going to try and, to make bad Christian the like the best, biggest, badass monster. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never be corrupt. Well, Matt, if you, so, you know. So, Jay, how are y'all's theologies different? You and your dad's. I, I mean, he's really big into the end times and yeah, that kind of stuff. I, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, went on your dad's website today because I, I lived in Missouri for a while and he was just right down the road in Branson and I okay. saw him on TV and I was like, whoa! I didn't know he's back on TV. Which is shows you a full circle of how you know even you can find redemption. I, I'm not sure. I don't know him, so I don't know where he's at. But it seems like he is a professing Christian and believes what he says. So, but I thought it was interesting. Like on his site, yeah, it's a lot of end time stuff and like blood moon things, like yeah, old and end times and stuff. I was like, wow, this is kind of out there. So, well, I mean, he's he's genuine about it. You know, I mean, I remember he was on the internet before even you know me and a lot of my friends were. And he was always trying to find out scientific ways to explain the rapture or the end of the world and all that kind of stuff. So when you see Blood Moon, you know, like we just had one recently, or, you know, he thinks, oh, a meteor hits the earth and dust causes the moon to look red, you know. So he's always looking for like these practical ideas and, uh, which for the end of the world. And so that practical ideas for extremely unpractical things. So what does he um, think of your theology that's out there? What does he think you're wacky on? Uh, I don't know. You know, he's been very kind to me about my theology. We have long conversations. Um, when I first came out gay affirming, we had a long conversation. Uh, like in his, well, I mean, I was in Missouri and we went to his office and it was the first, 
it was the first time I won a uh, theological argument <laughs> with my father, honestly. Well, let me, let me hang on a second there. I got two questions for you. So first of yeah. all, you, you're not gay, right? No, I'm not okay, gay. But, but still, even if you're gay affirming, that's still something you have to come out of the closet with, you say. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much, especially at that time, you know, it was kind yeah. of the kiss of death. So, I mean, I, when I told my mom, I mean, she said, I'm really worried. And this, she said, I'm more worried about what Christians are going to do to you than anything. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, can't you just kind of walk a line? And I said, Mom, I've walked a line a long time and I can't do that anymore. You know, I feel like, it, you know, someone's got to speak up and, and I feel like I, I've got to do that. And she goes, well, I just worry that, you know you're going to get hurt. And even my dad, when we had that long conversation, you know, he argued with me about Greek and Hebrew and I argued about it with him about historical context and background, which surprisingly kind of shut him down. But he said, son, they're going to crucify you. But, you know, I guess everybody needs to be crucified. So it was uh, strange. All right. So let's take this a little bit slow at this point. So what does it mean, gay affirming? Well, I mean, it's... I. You know, I think we had that conversation. I don't know which one of you guys I was tweeting with. It was me. Yeah, the other day. <laughs> which one's me? Is that Matt. is that a Matt. Matt? Yeah. So, you know, you could see that I made an answer, and some people found that that answer wasn't satisfactory. For me, it's just that you affirm uh, – I'm just going to just say you affirm uh, people's gay, gay people's sexuality, you know, their right to love one another. And for me, it's their right to marry – um, there's a lot of uh, other stuff like that. People say, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about that? You know, and uh, you know, I had, that's for another conversation, but I, uh, basically don't believe being gay is a sin. I mean, if you just want to boil it down to it's, uh, the, the easiest to understand. Well, that's where well, I'm let's, confused. Let's get technical. Because... Hold on. Hold on, Matt. Let's get technical. Being gay isn't a sin. You would include sexual activity, correct? Cause a lot of people say, well, no, uh, yeah. that's <laughs> uh, true. Yeah. No, so I think I don't believe their sexuality is a sin. I, I, I don't believe that. So no. So what I, what I'm confused on is, is, is this a standardized, uh, way of thinking? Like, is there a certain thing that gay affirming is or isn't? Well, I think what you're going to say is if you go to a gay affirming church, there's going to be people who affirm a relationship between same sex couples and uh, also would perform a wedding or a marriage or that type of thing. And not try to change you or or say it's a sin. Do you think I'm uh, a ridiculous person? Because I would say where I'm at right now, I don't know the implications of this. I do believe someone can be gay and a Christian, uh, but I would say where I stand right now, I believe from what I understand of the Bible that homosexuality is a sin. Like, does do, does the respect level that you have for me automatically just plummet all of a sudden? No, it doesn't plummet. I mean, it just means that I don't, you know, we don't agree on that. And if we can talk about it, you know, as, as, as brothers and or sisters in Christ, you know, that's, that's another whole thing. I mean, for me, it's not people aren't the enemy. Right. For me, it's the, it's the information. And for me, it's, it's, I always see it's just, I see it as misinformation. Um, Unfortunately, it's, go ahead. Sorry. I want to ask you a question too. Um, So why uh, the problem, I I guess that hits, and I'm sure you come in into it a lot just because you've taken the stance and you say, I believe that homosexuality is not a sin. Um, But why, do you actually believe that Christianity should be inclusive? Like it's just all inclusive, no matter what you're doing. 
Well, I mean, I believe God loves us all. Um, there's a line in the, na- the national song that says, God loves everybody. Don't remind me. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm an, in- I'm an inclusionist, but, uh, I don't think, you know, all is, all is permissible, but not all is beneficial. If that makes, you know, I think if we sin and do certain things, it's going to hurt our lives. If we don't open and admit our brokenness and deny our brokenness, we, we, we hurt ourselves. If, we hurt or others, we, you know, that's the type of thing I see it. Um, no, I'm not like, Hey, you know, man, love boy association. Awesome. You know, uh, you know, that's not, so if that's what you're asking, no, <laughs> no, no, no yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, I actually think like, for example, there's sin in my own life that shouldn't be uh, just accepted. You know what I mean? Like there is sin in Toby's life that should not be accepted. And I need community and friends to even flesh, you know, flush that out a little bit, help me to see it. And so I think uh, that that's where I'm getting at. I think we all have stuff like we, we said this on the last few podcasts. Even if you could stop all homosexual activity and everybody was straight on earth, there would be so much sin that it would be unbelievable. It, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Regardless of your belief in it, it, that that's not the answer. Oh, stop homosexuality. And then we win back America or something. That's the stupidest argument I've ever heard. But at the same time, I don't know. And maybe you can a- a- answer this question. Or uh, from your point of view, is like why do we need to say that homosexuality is not a sin? Like why is that such a big thing that we have to say that as Christians? Well, I mean, you have to look at the fruit of the ex-gay movement. You know, all the kids who've killed themselves, and the people who are homeless, and the families that have broken up, or gay people who were told they could be straight and got into marriages and had broken marriages. Um, let me ask you know. from Jay, from and let me say this from Jay's point of view, and tell me if I'm right about this without agreeing. Toby, I think that what people would say is that your point of view is very, very damaging to individuals. So anything short of affirming who they are is going to lead to the Exodus International. It's going to lead to all the the problems and the depression and the suicide and the confused people because it's just like telling them that left-handed people can't be left-handed therefore it's going to cause harm so our our point of view is a uh kind of a hidden hateful thing even if we say we love them it's really is hate because it is causing damage and harm to people who are gay and cannot help it is that correct jay yeah i mean the bible says we'll be known by our by our fruits and and uh, i just even you mentioned exodus and exodus closed down and they Mm -hmm. said you know they you know, had a 99.9% failure rate as far as they've never saw anyone change their sexuality. Yeah, so I, I was actually just going to ask you how how you address the New Testament. Uh, was it two or three verses on homosexuality? You you would exactly there's what like, you said. There's like, you like, yeah, there's more than that. But yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's maybe in the whole Bible, I think there's seven or nine. I can't remember off the top of my head. So how how do you when you read the bible do you take it um as uh, this is inspired by god because i i read somewhere that you have different beliefs on the atonement and that jesus didn't have to die would, would that be accurate to say that uh, not that well not that jesus didn't have to die but i feel like um when jesus i feel like the idea of of a sacrificial concept was a very Jewish uh, concept at the time, uh, Jewish tradition, and I believe that was the best way of understanding it. For me, I feel like we were never separated from God, and when Jesus was crucified and the temple curtain ripped down in between and there was nothing behind it, I felt it was like almost a sign of saying, you know, I've always been with you. I've always been here. 
And I kind of felt like that's what Jesus was doing. Um, I don't see or understand how something like God, which I can't even conceive in my head, needs uh, a son to die or a pound of flesh or a sacrifice. I mean, much less anything else a human being could provide. But I mean, at the same time, then you have to, I mean, with that thought process, though, you would have to say, well, then, I mean, if God, uh, you know, God, I don't think God needs anything from us. And that's why I believe, too. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm a Calvinist, but I'm, I'm pretty much feel like God doesn't need us for anything. Like he does whatever he wants. So he can do anything. He created all. This is our reality. You know, I don't, I don't complain about having to adhere to gravity. I don't, you know, and, and breathing oxygen and, and stuff like that. But I, I feel like with that mentality, like, for example, the, you know, first sin in the Bible, very first one, uh, God killed an animal and covered them, you know, immediately. Like he killed an animal and then they had, uh, you know, clothes. Yeah, like so something that's, had to that's die. not Jewish tradition. That's God. Right, right. And Well, in, in a sense it could be, but anyway. Well, uh, yeah, and also, I mean, that's, that's uh, more than likely just uh, it's a story. Uh, it's probably not a literal. There's probably not a literal Adam and Eve, in my opinion. It, that's the tra- Jewish tradition was to tell stories, to explain certain things. And if you understand Jewish writings, like, you know, uh, uh, Job, for example, you know, or, or even, um, uh, the, uh, Jonah in the belly of a well for three days, you know, and people repent and even the animals and stuff are wearing sackcloth and ashes could be seen as a, a, a Jewish sense of writing satire. Okay. Well, I would, I, I would, maybe I could see that, but at the same time, then what does that story mean? They sin and God kills an animal. So what is that? What is that an alliteration for? And then also, why would everybody from that point on, from that story, start doing tons of sacrifices? You know, what I mean, people killed animals to sacrifice to God from that, from stories like that. So there were yeah, implications but, of what. Of for me, that story was probably written after the sacrificial. I mean, we're not the only religion that committed uh, sacrifices. It was a very normal thing to do. The commonness of sacrifice in, throughout human history is likely a uh, tie into or an indication of humans' uh, knowledge of their own guilt. That sacrifice and atonement needs yeah. to be made. I would say that's great. Yeah, you'd be right. I think. So, how would you answer the question if someone says, "Hey, Jay, do you believe Jesus is the only way to God?" How do you address that? How do I address that? Um, you know, I believe Jesus. And can you tell a joke or something? This is too heavy. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's very... You know any good jokes, like some dirty ones or something, Jake? Come yeah. on, why, don't you make, why don't you make fun of Mark Driscoll or yeah, something? Yeah, good guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, no, I need more jokes. But you guys are asking me all the serious, tough questions. <laughs> You're, fair. No, you know That's what I think is clear about it is, like, obviously we have uh, very deep, different theological views. So we're backed all the way up to this degree to explain how we have a slight difference on or even large difference in homosexuality. But I think it's pretty clear that we're, it's not like we're both right on the same page and have a different point of view on this issue. I think clearly the background and point of view and worldview of all this stuff frames how we deal with, with these super current issues would be the thing. So I, clearly I think everybody can breathe a sigh of relief in that, oh, we see how Jay can have this point of view or how Toby could have that point of view because clearly they're coming from two totally different points of view i think unfortunately most people won't sigh in relief they'll just get on the blog oh yeah but i'm saying but what i'm saying is it's weird because a lot of people breathe a sigh of relief and at the same time say oh well jay's not really a real christian anyway that's how he has these crazy views that's what people are probably saying thinking about you right now i'm not i'm not making that yeah i'm just saying i think that's what people some of the listeners will be saying about you right now oh he's not even a real christian well you're correct i mean yeah sure and i you know for me it was 
I was always raised to read the Bible and study the Bible. And I, I didn't for a long time. And then when I did, I started finding things out that, that, that weren't popular. Uh-huh. And the fact is, is so many people take the Bible literally or like they take it through like a 500-year-old theologian's eyes like, oh, Calvin must have had it all right. Guarantee you if Calvin was alive today, Calvinism wouldn't look like Calvinism because he'd realize that there were things that he didn't know mm-hmm. and didn't understand and uh, that the Bible is uh, is not this – it's not a perfect book. I, it, there's mistakes. There's, there's, there's things that are questionable in it. And people have a hard time with that. But it just comes – I mean if you study the canon and how the canon was put together, you know, most people will be like, I don't like Catholics or blah, 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 a lot of uh, conservative Christians. And then I'm like, well, you like the Bible that they gave us, yeah. you know. Um, so tell like, me, like, Joey, do you all feel like we need to make it a really huge point to disagree with Jay and tell him how wrong he is about that stuff or make our views really clear? Do we no, need to do that I, on the I, podcast? I no, I think people hopefully know us well enough too that I think so like too. I, like we probably disagree with Jay, but at the same time, I really value that he can say these things mm-hmm. and challenge me and see it from a completely different view. And like, I don't have any animosity or or like that's that's the problem with Christianity today. It feels like you have to be on one side or the other. And if if we at all affirm uh, Jay or disaffirm Jay, one side's like hell yeah, and the other side's like hell no. And you know, it's like it. I think that's kind of what you're saying too, Jay. Is it's it's just everything's not so black and white. I mean, the Bible is not black and white, and everything has to, it gets a little murky. So with that being said, is Jesus the only way to get to heaven, Jay? Jay, <laughs> go ahead. Come on. Is Jesus the only way? I think Jesus – you guys – okay, you believe in atonement theory, correct? Yes. yes. And to me, the idea of Jesus dying as a sacrifice for us, if you believe in an atonement theory but think it's a limited atonement – that's strange for me because it thinks like Jesus's death wasn't good enough for all of us. Mm-hmm. I also have an issue with the idea of Jesus choosing certain people uh, or God choosing certain people for torture mm-hmm. and others for his uh, or her glorification. See what I did there? Um, Notice that. So, Noted. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to give people on your podcast <laughs> your, more to talk about because, um, you know, we all know God has genitals. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, God doesn't have genitals. Um, and, and, and I'm an inclusionist. I'm, I'm a love wins guy. I believe everybody is, is eventually reconciled to Christ. Would you say you're a real Christian, Jay? Yes. Okay. Uh, most, of, most of the time, I mean, I do deal with quite a bit of doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times I, I question if there's a God or not. Uh, I believe that doubt is a part of faith. And uh, it's an element of faith. Uh, otherwise, it would be called proof or belief or something like that. Yep. And it's definitely something I've, I've wrestled with and struggled with. And, and I've been very honest with my congregation about. And it's just strange, you know, as I sit here and I know, because I saw, I, I read some of your guys' uh, comment sections, and I know that you have a more of a conservative, uh, probably Calvinist leaning group. You know, I know that they're going to think I sound insane. Yeah. But all I they say do. is, like, stop listening to your preacher. Go home and start studying. You can go to the – a lot of my studies came from going to the family Christian bookstore. I didn't go to the uber-liberal bookstore. I just went and started buying books on biblical history and books on Greek and Hebrew and, and the background stuff. And when you start to read this, it's kind of mind-blowing. Um, stuff that took me forever to learn, now you can read like Matthew Vine's book. And and he's he put it all together. Or you can read uh, Stacy Johnson's book, A Time to Embrace, who he's a, uh, so, a Princeton uh, teacher. 
So you're making a pretty bold statement. It sounds like you're saying since you're educated on this, you are gay affirming and an inclusionist and all these other dumbasses are just listening to their pastors and they're not studying on their own. Well, I don't think they're dumbasses. I just think they are in a culture where we've been told to, you know, read the Bible for what it is, take it at face value. And I'm a high school dropout. I have dyslexia. I can barely write my own name. So you're like Theo Huxtable? Yeah, I guess so. I don't don't know much about Theo. I I remember he was hilarious when I was a kid. But, um, you know, when I do a book, it's always with someone because I have to help. I have help writing. I have to, you know, dictate and do things like that. Um, So I'm not claiming that I'm wise or anything. I mean, that's the old, like, liberal, like, oh, are you up in your ivory tower? I'm not saying in my ivory tower. I'm just saying we've been told and trained and institutionalized to read the Bible in a particular way. And what I'm encouraging people to do is get outside of the institution. Don't allow yourself to be institutionalized mm-hmm. and study the Bible on your own well, I to agree find with out that, what it that means. That you don't need to just listen to your preacher because a lot of y'all's preachers are probably pretty wacky. So I would say that the Bible is definitely a better source than your own preacher. That, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, guess, I, guess, I guess going back, though, just to the atonement and stuff like that, I, I mean, how can you— uh, and, and I'm just asking, how can with all the scripture that is there that says that Jesus died for our sins, that He bore our sins, that He took our transgressions away, that He became a sacrifice so that we wouldn't face punishment? And and honestly, let me clarify that when I think of punishment, I think we've gotten it way wrong. I actually think everybody that goes to hell chooses it and wants it. And, and I think hell, honestly. Uh, I don't know what it's going to look like. What I do think it is, is you don't want God. And, and that's, and, and that started from the very beginning. So I that's think that's kind of a C.S. Lewis way of looking at it. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. But I, I think behind that is the fact that I just don't think anybody wants God. There, there, there's something in your life. I think everybody in their life is faced with something. And they say, if this is, if this is the way you are, God, then I won't serve you because I can do better than this. And, and I think God goes, okay. I think he actually loves us enough to say, hey, you can walk away. I hate this. I don't want you to walk away. Please come back. I love you so much. But if you don't want, if you don't choose me or don't want me, uh, you don't have to. And I, and, I, and in that is love, I believe. Well, that's very Arminian of you. Are you I Arminian? Uh, no, I'm. I, I don't. I really wrestle with the. Do, do we have to do anything for our salvation? I don't think we do, honestly. But see, I, I, I think don't God like, does it all. But I don't like that analogy because if if one of my sons says, you know what, uh, I don't. You know, I want to choose to uh, go swimming. Um, and He's trying to think of a non-sexual, non-murdering <laughs> scene. <laughs> like, uh, I want to go swim. swim. It's a real stretch. <laughs> he wanted He's to leave to... with it. My son tells me he wants to be a rapist. I'm going to let, let him do it or not. Jay, they say I have an infatuation with, or an obsession with sex and murder when it comes to my analogies. And, and they're, they're kind of right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so so if my son chooses to do something very dangerous... I sure as hell am going to grab him by the arm and saying, you're not, I mean, if Ike no, runs not, into not, a highway, not when he's 45 and he wants to marry a girl you don't like. How about that? Yeah. Where's that's the, a good point. And, and but would you thing, do, I, but if your, if your son came and said, you know, I, I don't agree with you and I choose not to love you. Would you say, well, I'm going to take you out back and put you on a barbecue for a while and then we'll see how you feel. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think hell is that. I think what you would do is go, Man, I hope you come back, but go ahead. And and if your son actually leaves with that attitude, his life will be worse. D- just like you, you could have easily. I mean, you you came up honestly. There's some probably some at least emotional trauma and baggage that you have that's really valid. That your parents kind of 
placed upon you in a sense. And you could have walked away and said, screw Christianity, screw God, all this stuff. And you said, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to forgive. I'm going to try and accept. I'm going to try and include even people that have hurt me in the past. And that's where I think it comes back, where Jesus, I think, does do that. I think Every, I think what you said was true. Jesus loves every single person. He died for every single person. I think, though, on some level, maybe people are like, yeah, I just don't want that, man. I don't want that, Jesus. That, yeah, that's the, little, the opposite that, that kind of loves a little bit too much for me. The opposite of your barbecue analogy, that Jay, would be, oh, your son comes to you and says, Dad, I hate you. I don't want to be around you. I don't love you. And you say, okay. And then you'd put a mind control device on him where he becomes a sheep that automatically loves you and does whatever you say. Well, there's, yeah. no, there's nothing real there either. I mean, you got to remember, we are reading a book that claims to to be, well, only Revelation actually claims for it to be like a perfect book. Um, but we're actually reading a book that's a collection of letters, and uh, we we do put quite a bit in it. And then we're going to sit around and talk about life after death, and that's what we're talking about right now. But I think we often forget about life before death, and what are we doing living now, and are we loving others? Because honestly, none of us on this show right now knows that there's something afterwards. We hope there's something afterwards. We have faith that there's something afterwards. But the fact is, is we may all be wrong. And what does it look like to practically love and care about people? And I think we know that instinctively. And so I think that's why you see a lot of these preachers afraid to say like, well, when it comes to gay people, we don't really have a stance or we don't take a judgment. Because I think instinctively they know that it's wrong or they're worried about their finances. Um, I'm luckily did this a long time ago and it, I had to let, you know, the next day I had to fire my whole staff, not the next day, but a week later I had to let my whole staff go and I, I didn't speak for a year and it was, it was crippling. Because to, why? Because when you came out? Yeah. When I came out as affirming, uh, all my engagements at the Christian festivals got canceled Wow. and, um, my board, one of my board directors took, uh, our biggest supporter and told them and they didn't support us anymore and pretty much everything shrank up and went away. Uh, you know, and then people are like, oh, you just want to tickle people's ears. You know, I'm like, goodness gracious, you know, I'm not tickling anybody's ears. I'll give you ears. that. And, I mean, you must yeah. have some conviction on it or otherwise you wouldn't have done it. And I don't think it works out better for you this way. So, you well, know, I think like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I've never fully recovered, I mean, from where I was at. And, you know, you look at people like Carlton Pearson who don't doesn't believe in hell. And he was, you know, on the top, you know, had a huge mega church, you know, hundreds of thousands of folks who were into him. And he comes out and says, I don't believe this. And it costs him everything. So it's strange, you know, when some of us do this and, and say things that are less popular and lose everything, you know, I think maybe it's important to listen to that. Um, or you can listen to someone like a Mark Driscoll who, who says exactly all the same things. I mean, it's just we live in a world where, you know, we say it's tickling the world's ears, but it's not tickling our lives ears. <laughs> it's not tickling our living's ears. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, that dog doesn't hunt anymore. And, uh, you know, maybe it's getting better. I mean, I can't believe it's at a point where people are like going like, well, we don't want to really say where we are. I mean, and that's like in, in like 10 years to see that kind of a difference is quite wild. Well, it is changing. I think there's a, I mean, what, like I look at it this way, what if we all figure out we're wrong later or something? Like what if you look back in 30 years and it's like, Every, like what would you do, Joey, as just a single individual, even if you don't change your point of view, if in 30 or 40 years now, homosexual marriages are completely affirmed by all Christian churches everywhere, and we kind of look back on this time and go, yeah, that was weird. What would you then be able to say or do at that time? You, would, you, would you remain thinking, well, I'm the one guy left on earth that thinks this way? You know, like as our culture goes, 
we might be getting some stuff right or wrong one way or another. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I'd probably have dementia at that point in time. So True. I would just, uh, I would just kind of be, I'd throw my hands up in the air. No, <laughs> I, 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 that's just such a weird question. I mean, I guess where I, mean, I stand I'm just right, saying that that's a possibility. Really? Yeah, it's a possibility for sure. I think where I'm at is I don't think it matters. I don't, I don't think whether or not some, and, and I, that, I know that sounds offensive uh, to someone that's gay. Cause they're like, of course I matter. But I, I'm yeah. saying sexual orientation altogether, when it comes to our relationship with God, it doesn't matter. Cause Jesus doesn't say, Hey, fix this and then come to me. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. So to me, it doesn't matter where someone is at sexually. I think the discussion uh, that needs to be had be, be, because I'm unsure, uh, or no, I would just say because I think homosexuality is a sin, the discussion is, okay, well, how, how do we handle that within the church? Because worrying is a sin, and Joey Svensson worries. Uh, pornography is a sin, and Joey Svensson has looked at pornography at least once in the last year. Um, gossip is a sin. Joey Svensson has talked about someone behind their back. Um, so how do we handle that? I'm still a pastor. Nobody kicked well, me out of my position. So I think uh, one way to handle it, one though, is beginning is we we learn not to compare things. Like I think comparing uh, gays and lesbians to that is extremely offensive. Matter of fact, I knew one of it. Matter of fact, I even, the word, Jay, I even the word homosexual uh, has been used so much by the conservative Christians that it's become a very hurtful word. Right. I understand that, and I think the the flip side of that, though, is if someone believes that it's a sin, then the comparison is actual. Uh, or the, the uh, You know, the comparison, like I always hear heroin addicts and murderers, right. and to compare two people who are in love with one another, I mean, you know, if you want to know some of the folks I know who are married and, and gay – are raising children. Uh, a couple a friend of mine, they're raising two deaf children, two babies that nobody wanted. Um, you know, they have a boring life. They go to work, they come home, uh, they cook dinner, uh, they argue over the bills. You know, this is, this is, you know, a family. So for me, uh, when I see people comparing that them to that, I, I find it offensive. And it's okay if you don't think it's an offensive. But I will tell you it's offensive, yeah. right. just as much as you will tell me that you think it's not. Joey, but you I understand that? You, He's saying that that's like saying, like, you know, heroin addicts and murderers and those people that Jay's talking about. Like, how do we deal with these people in the church? Like, that's a that's right. a that's a harmful comparison, even if you do believe it. Yeah, but I, I didn't say murderers and heroin addicts. No, you didn't say that, but no, you said, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, you know it's, it's not that far off. And stuff. It's but, just but started, everything it's a you said was, everything you but, said, Joey, was negative. Right. Like, no, you know what I mean? But, but this my approach going into this is I don't even necessarily care to talk about it. So I think, uh, to which they say, Oh, how easy for and, you to and, say, not easy for me got to live it every day. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not in any way mad at, uh, Matt and, and Jay with you guys challenging me. What I'm saying though, is you guys are, I think being a little harsh in the sense that I, I'm all I'm saying is I don't even think the conversation is as important as we make it out to be. So, what that comparison that I made, I'm probably not even going to spend time making it because I do know that it's hurtful. I do know that for someone who has a sexual orientation of the same gender to them, that makes zero sense at all. I guess what I'm saying is for discussion's sake, if it is a sin, well, then it falls in a, in a category of my sin and wanting to stare at a picture of a female with gigantic breasts. That's what I want to do. I, I want to stare at that picture. 
So does that make me an evil person? I would say yes. If if looking at a woman's breast and lusting after her is a is is a sin, which the Bible says, then I just sinned and I was evil. So if homosexuality is a sin, then I would say good comparison. Um, but maybe it's not. Uh, and and I guess what I'm saying is if I'm having this conversation with a homosexual, I don't even care to go here. I would just say, you know what? I don't care. I love you exactly how you are, and I just want you to know Jesus. Well, Jay, give us and, a tip here. If somebody yeah, help us out. If help somebody out, has man. no agenda against homosexual or gay whatsoever, however, they are unable to escape in the same way that you just felt your conviction, even if it hurts you. So if so, if one's conviction is the Bible is literally or figuratively literally true and we believe all the words in it and we are bound to the fact that homosexuality is a sin although it would be much easier if it weren't and we wish it didn't say that but it does is there any space for people like that to operate and how should we uh with grace and mercy and compassion and with the openness of being wrong and i think looking back at the time when we realized that the church has been wrong on uh issues of social justice and equality for a very long time and we've used the Bible many times to support it. And we all say, well, I wouldn't have done that. You know, it's like the people who said, we wouldn't have killed the prophets. Oh, I wouldn't have had a slave. Or <laughs> I wouldn't have, you know, yeah, said you interracial marriage was wrong. Or <laughs> I wouldn't have, you know, uh, did that. And, um, and they say that that's somehow different. And I will tell you what, it's not. It's the same thing. And I will tell you, you have under if you want to take the Bible for face value, like a New Living Bible that uses the word homosexual, or some of those Bibles that use the word that didn't exist until the fifties or forties, and uh, and not have a, a basic understanding of of what Paul was talking about. I mean, or any of the other people who've mentioned it in the Old Testament. I think it had to do more with spillage of seed and use of seed and, and also uh, a male's uh, way of showing power, which is a lot of what was happening in the old, uh, in, 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 in Romans. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, it's just, this is a social justice issue. And I do wonder like if it's going to be like watching the history channel and, be. and when people were, uh, you know, throwing stones at Martin Luther King as he marched down the street. Now we're not, might not be throwing stones anymore. We might be past that, but, all I'm asking is is to look at the fruit of, of what's going on. Um, Jay, I agree with you. And uh, don't you think, though, it's an unfair uh, comparison? You're basically saying that the fruit of thinking homosexuality is a sin is is just horrible. I would say more accurate is the the fruit of wrong actions based on that belief not just well i would say what i've seen in the the hand how the fruit of the belief has been handled but i also think of maybe there's a 15 year old kid who thinks you guys are his hero and he has your you know your pictures on his wall or something and he's struggling with his sexuality and he can't change yeah and nothing will change and he keeps praying and why won't god take it away all of a sudden you start to think well maybe god made a mistake or then someone will come along and say well it's just like alcoholism no, God just wants you to be alone forever. Um, you know, it's it's something that people haven't. You, unless you have to walk in those shoes, you don't know what it's like. And there's not a place in the Bible where Jesus ever said, "I'm going to force you to be celibate." It was always the person's choice, or they were castrated or born that way. Um, well, well, I think um, too. The, the the one of the biggest problems is Christianity itself, the church, especially in America, has made homosexuality the end all sin. It's like if you get rid of that, you, no matter I don't care what you do, because 
the thing that I don't see, and I've said this on podcasts before, is no one is losing their minds. It, sexual immorality outside of marriage would include about 99% of all people who have sex outside of marriage, whether it be uh, sex before you get married or cheating on your spouse during marriage or getting divorced. And and so I think that we, we take that stance, uh, the wrong stance. I think, first of all, as Christians, the number one thing we should be hitting is all of us, uh, anybody that's straight, uh, really coming down on ourselves because it, it, how how dare we – blast uh a, a gay person for uh what what we would call a sin and totally uh, overlook like uh i think our our guest uh two episodes ago was brent battles and he said you know uh he made such a good point he's like yeah you know my family kind of ostracized me but they supported my brother who got his girlfriend uh, pregnant outside of marriage we have to have grace we have to have care we have to do all these things but I think it's okay for me to say, yeah, I, I don't agree with that. Just like I, I think a homosexual, a, a gay person probably thinks that sex with a female isn't right, right? I mean, don't, don't they get the right to say that? I mean, on a, yeah, on no, I, I mean, they, they can say, hey, you know what? I don't well, actually, Toby, how about the difference in saying you don't agree with something and that there's a difference in saying, oh, I don't agree with that or I wouldn't choose that or I think it may not even be best for them and saying, no matter what, I've got to stop that person from yeah, what Yeah, I don't want to do. stop it. No, I, I, I wish all, that every gay person in the world could get married. I wish every gay person could potentially, uh, you know, have any freedom that I have, all that stuff. I mean, I, I, let's, let's talk about those things. Let's get stuff changed. Uh, you should not be oppressed. I agree with you. You should not be told that you are so messed up that you need to eventually be so alone that you would kill yourself like that is that is horrible that that is awful that's bullying that's miserable that is a a sinful thing which leads me back to that atonement thing people are sinful you need that perfect guy to, to get you out of this man but the idea is is logically why is it a sin what does it do does it somehow deny their brokenness does it somehow cause them harm um does it cause other people harm you know it, it's it's one of these things where is, is, is it is it is their common sense involved in the situation or are we practicing uh 2000 year old middle eastern culture uh and mistaking that for god's word now or in the 50s or in the 60s yeah. or in the 70s or the 80s I, well i i agree with you and disagree in the fact that they they knew what love was they knew what hate was they knew what it was like to raise a family they knew what it was like to wake up early and go to work and to have tough times and to have joy so i think in a lot of ways they knew they just because we have technology and a computer doesn't make us smarter. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, but the, thinking the, that we have a corner we do, we do on really, marriage bet, or love, we don't. Yeah, but I mean, I bet we do things now that those people will go, "Oh my gosh, how sinful!" I can't believe they would do something like that. Oh my lord, that'd be unbelievable. It does concern me because I feel so, so powerfully damn angry. <laughs> so damn angry. Uh, I really value a mother and a father. I, I think that take take God out of it. I mean, that that's the way it's intended. A penis goes into a vagina and creates something amazing. Like that, that is how that happens now. But I'm just saying, like, the idea of that is important. The idea of a, of, of being a female, the idea of a being a male, and th that those two would combine and bring those two things together is, is important. It really is. I mean, it, it, I fully believe that uh, gay people love as strongly or more strongly than me, care as deeply, feel as deeply, have emotions. They are humans. And that's what I do think we need to start. We're all humans, and that's kind of what, a little bit of what you're saying. We have to start at, hey, we're both of us are humans. We might disagree about something, but let's treat each other humanely at least. And that's what I think the amazing thing about Jesus is he became human. He, came, he left heaven and said, I'll meet you at your humanity. Let's start from there. I don't know why you guys call your show the Bad Christian Show. I think you should have the word Bad Christian Show with a wink and a nod. You guys are pretty solid uh, 
uh, Orthodox Christian. Oh no, yeah. Well, reason why is because uh, we say we need Jesus. We're, we're yeah, the guys. He's I, the but guy. but you know what I mean. It reminds me of like the the, the like the neo Calvinists who are like I'm you know in their explanation on Twitter I'm a filthy horrible sinner, but saved by grace. But those seem to be always the guys who tell me why I'm wrong or uh, and argue with me, and usually are the meanest folks. But I want to say one thing, and I'm going to say we're mean. What are you? What are you implying? You're not implying that you're totally mean, <laughs> but I'm complying that you're just. You know, it feels like the the being a bad Christian is kind of like wink. But let me say something really quick, and I know you guys are running out of time, but that's what editing's for. Um, <laughs> you know, I've seen men, women who've raised single, been single and raised children, and worked three jobs, took care of their ch- kids, made sure they all went to college, and done things like this. You know, we just. It's just so easy to say, well, what about this? Or like, oh, the gay parades, they're all like leather and stuff like that. But I'm like, I can guarantee you that there's way more crazy heterosexual stuff of porn and toys and all that crazy stuff out there. You know, it's just, are we having the right discussion? Well, I I think one thing that we definitely can agree on is there's probably going to be a shitload of of gay people in heaven and a shitload of Christians in hell. Uh, And whatever that looks like, I'm not sure. I'll leave that up for God to decide because that's not my decision. I think for us— A shitload of Christians that— Claim or people that claim to be. Oh yeah, Christians, people are saying I'm, I believe in God and, right. and they are they don't know Him apart from me. So I, and whatever hell looks like, that's up for God. Uh, he he but, can decide and He can judge those. But people. Jay wouldn't agree with that. Duh. Yeah, yeah, Jay thinks everybody's going to heaven. So and I know, what, what's, really, what, what's really hilarious is I think Jay actually does love the people he disagrees with probably more than us. <laughs> like he actually <laughs> like like you actually must then believe that like all the super conservative Christians that are super against gay marriage and stuff, they're all going to heaven, right? Yeah, and it bugs me a little bit, but that's how it goes. <laughs> you know what used to really drive me crazy is my dad would take all these people who like said horrible things about him and offend him and I'd come home and he'd be eating dinner with them. And so I would be like Mr. Passive Aggressive at dinner. I'm like, like I would, the guy would be like, oh, Jim, we just love you. And I'm like, well, some people do, you know. And my parents taught me to forgive was the most yeah. important thing. Do you think you could ever convince your dad to come on this podcast? Um, Maybe. But you guys have to be – I mean, he's he's the man. So, you know, he's – he he probably loved what you guys are does doing. He like, does he like? Does he like? You he know, probably I, have you on his show. Yeah, I don't. Know, I doubt. <laughs> He'd be like, that. I love these boys. They're crazy. They like a little. Does drink he ever take? I, I, love Jesus. I was a. Uh, I was checking out his website. Does he ever like just send you one of his like survival uh, kit things for uh, your oh, birthday? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. There used to be a time where I would, and when I lived in New York, I lived right next to a um, Salvation Army, and I'd get something from my dad, and I'd open it up, and it would be like. Some survival item, and I would just take it next door. I mean, I feel bad saying that, but it was true. I mean, me and my sister, sometimes we would just laugh and, and on the ground about the stuff we would get. But then again, you know, when the lights go out and you have like a freaking uh, flashlight that you can shake and shines, it's not yeah. always such a bad thing. Yeah, he's like, you see, know? I told you. Oh, yeah. like dad. Looks and like great dad. for camping. And the fact is, is if a zombie apocalypse happens, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I know exactly where I'm going. You're headed to Missouri. Yeah. Because <laughs> my dad's awesome. been right a lot growing up. And so there's always that in the back of my head. <laughs> All right. Well, Jay, thank you so much, man. Let's get uh, all your stuff on here. It's uh, your your church. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't you just move to Minnesota to start? Uh, Minneapolis, uh, uh, Minnesota. Minneapolis, and you're going to be starting a new campus of Revolution Church. Is that right? Well, we started Revolution Church here. The Revolution Church in New York has changed their name to the um, the Barstool Tabernacle because we're not a church that wants to have chains. 
Um, so they're doing their own thing and it's, I'm really happy and excited about that for sure. They call it bar tab, which I think is pretty cool. I'm meeting at Bryant Lake bowl, uh, which is a bowling alley and a bar and a restaurant here in in Minneapolis. And, uh, so yeah, it's pretty exciting. You know, my wife got a really good job out here. And so I said, well, you know, why not? Hey, so what's uh, how can we people find you on social media? You can go, uh, you can find me at Jay Baker with two K's on Facebook my handle on Twitter is Jay Baker with two K's. And uh, you can go look up Revolution Church on Facebook. And our website is uh, revolutionchurch.com. All our sermons are free to download and listen to. And, uh, you know, we've, we're, 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 I've always tried to be a ministry of, of grace and, and I love. And, uh, you know, I hope, I hope that we can all learn to have conversations one day. Yeah, I agree, man. That's why we honestly loved having you on, because I think at the very least, no matter what, I think at the very least you're asking Christians, hey, read your Bible. At least know yeah. what, you're, what you're saying. If, even if you disagree, at least know what you're saying and why, and, and that's what we really appreciate. And read really your Bible and up. make sure you read it within context. Get a background commentary. Get some Greek and Hebrew books. I use like three of them to, to translate. There's a lot of good stuff on the Internet. But people really need to learn to read the Bible, too, within its context and realize that certain words that exist now never existed then. Like when you say hell in the Bible, it's like, well, which one are you talking about? There's there's four or five different places that are actually meant, but the translators have just said, hey, let's make it easy and just call it all hell. So, you know, it's good to know these things. All right. Well, also, and, and real quickly, we said we we're going to start the podcast with this, but uh, we want to give a shout out to our good mutual friend, Chip Harbin. He's, up, talking, Chip? he's been talking about you for years. That dude loves you a lot. So uh, Chip is, is, is a good man, and yeah, he, he has really loved is. me through a lot of me not returning phone calls and things like that. <laughs> he has put some so – I've allowed him to experiment with tattoos on me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's Chip – He's a tattoo artist in uh, Nashville. I believe it's called Safe House Tattoo. That's right. That's right. And uh, Chip is a uh, is, is is the uh, salt of the earth. Um, him and 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 he introduced me to another guy named Brian Yarborough. And those two guys have uh, been so loving and so graceful. And um, and Jacob Beaver, who's also with that that those three of those guys, have just are just are golden. All have different ideas and opinions. And they all love each other. And we've never said an evil word or a horrible word to each other, even though our theologies have been different over time. Yeah. And uh, it, that, to me, is an example of Christ. And, and that's what I hope if, uh, if uh, there is an afterlife and Jesus is standing up there, he might be like, oh, man, I didn't agree with you on this. But, you know, who cares? Let's go, like, you know, let's go skating or let's go, you know, I don't know, cross climbing <laughs> yes. or something. Yeah, skating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, sweet, man. Thank you so much, Jay, for joining us. We sure do appreciate it, man. And Yeah, anytime. Uh, we, hopefully we look forward to talking to you again in the future, maybe. See yeah, you, I'd Jay. love to. All right, All right. Bye-bye. See ya. All right. Thank you to Jay Baker for being on the podcast. Yeah. Woo. Old Jay Baker. Jay Baker. He was such a cute little boy. When he was little, you mean? Are yeah. you talking like right now? You're like, what are you saying? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess he's kind of cute now, too. He's a good-looking man. Yeah. How refreshing was it for someone to tell us that we're not bad Christians? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so take right. that, all of you Christians that say that we're out of line and we say stupid stuff. Someone- yeah, eat shit, Christians. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't no, want to yeah, say that no, stuff he, anymore. I mean, Jay is I, definitely the uh, <laughs> way out there. Not way out there, but he's definitely in, solidly in the liberal camp. I'm going to go on a limb and say he's way out there. I, right, I think he is. Okay. And, and, and I like him a lot, and that's of why course. I think it's cool. It's very nice. I, yeah. love being, I love being challenged. This, that's, that, that is the thing that I don't like about disagreeing with people. That does not mean you can't be friends. That you know does what? not mean that he isn't cool or fun to be around or enjoyable guest. I thought he's great. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on that. I'm going to I'm going to extremify my thoughts there. I'm going to say he is way out there, crazy, disagree with a mega, and I like him a ton. Right? Yeah. You yeah. can do that, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I yeah. wish he, I wish he would hang out and barbecue with me all the time. I think he's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's probably yeah, gonna have barbecue, barbecue in hell. But yeah. seriously, <laughs> but <laughs> we can't. He doesn't believe in hell, so he's he doesn't he believe in hell. So don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I know that. I, that's true. I didn't think about that. You can easily say hell jokes at his expense. And he's like, yeah, I don't. If I don't somebody believe doesn't it, believe so. in hells, it's totally okay to say. I hope you burn in hell as a joke, unlimited, right? Yeah, he all should right. really laugh at that. I'm gonna move remove all of my jokes or I'm going to move on from all of my fat jokes about Joey and make them all now Jay Baker goes to hell jokes. <laughs> Dude, I and see it, that look in your eye, man. Do we have a new segment coming on? Wait, hang oh, on we, a second. Joey, I don't get to see Toby during the podcast, but you're telling me before the news segment comes on, he gets a look in his eye? Yeah, it's a twinkle. It's like pride. <laughs> a twinkle, like it's excitement, like he gets like yeah. his moment or what? Yeah. It's kind of like the night before Christmas, you know what I mean, where you're like, man, Something really special can And he happen. starts to stroke his beard. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me that Toby, he's he's just phoning it in for the first three-fourths of the podcast, waiting to get to the news, and then he gets ready to Yeah, this is, this is his thing, man. Here's the thing. I, oh, well, let me, can I just explain oh, that a little okay. bit? I mean, uh, you know, I'm married. I have kids. No. Uh, I'm a Christian. No. I work hard. No. News is my passion, guys. Piano music here. Um, you know, at an early age, I... Uh, uh, became addicted to Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely did not have uh, Fox News when you were little. In a world gonna rye. Welcome to News with Toby. I'm Toby Morrell with your news. What is Toby, what is that? What is that sound in the background, Toby? Joey, what is son that? Of a... What's that noise? Joey's playing. I'm trying to play jo- the music for the news segment. What the hell is that noise in the background? Joey's on his phone playing Angry Birds. Damn it! Damn it! Joey! Damn it! Joey! Damn it! Joey! Again! <laughs> Joey! Damn it! Joey, can you hear what? me, Joey? I can hear you, Matt. Are you playing Angry Birds? Yes. You can't. This is my what? passion. All right. So even if you, even if Toby's going to do his news segment and you're not right. even going right. to pay Listen. attention, and you're going to play I'm gonna Angry Birds, I don't think I'm going to do my news segment now. You can't even mute the damn video game you're playing while I don't think I'm going to do my news segment. Listen. All right, folks. I, I, listen. I just feel bad because every time I try to compliment toby's news thing you guys tell me i'm being a jerk so i figured i'll play angry birds look we asked joey if he could please not interrupt toby's news segment i said do whatever you and gotta I do play, i said play a video I can't game look at him and he plays the video I game i didn't i didn't interrupt i went to my own thing all right okay you got a problem with that what 
I'm going to try and stay cool here. Toby, just let's go on with the news, buddy. Sorry. I'm devastated right let's now. Let's move on oh, to the are news. You really? Don't, do, not, do not give him attention on this. Just move on. That's all we can do. The only thing is keep – turn it off! Just ignore him. You cannot give him this Matt, attention. he's playing Angry Birds during my new segment. Joe, will you please turn it off? You cannot give him the attention. Just move on. Just one more slingshot. <laughs> you had to just move on. This is not funny. I'm very upset. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> that was good. That's good, Joey. Very good. Toby, the on, let's move I will on. tell you, I want to tell you, the only thing that's keeping me going is my first bit of news here is just really this kind of, you know, is really awesome. And All right, so let's have it. Advancements <sighs> in regenerative medicine have made artificial vaginas a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> how did you research well, <laughs> that without X3 Watch getting you? <laughs> oh, my, 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 how they got me. <laughs> Those SOBs are all over vaginas. <laughs> What's the story? Well, uh, just it's basically just uh, <clears throat> they are taking sales from external genitalia, and they're creating this scaffolding uh, that they place the cells on, and then they they implant it to actually create the cavity, and the body takes to it. Two of four women have undergone this procedure at Wake Forest University, and they were able to actually menstruate. So, wow. uh, yeah, so it's it, it sound, we kind of are making light of it, but honestly, some ladies that have uh, had some trouble with their lady parts, and uh, they're actually able now uh, to recreate vaginas and they're able to actually well you know what that's work. interesting but i just want to put my foot down and i'm just going to say we are never going to have a vagina news segment we're just not going to we do just it. we had one the last two we weeks just, ago no this yeah. was a news story i'm saying we had we're one not two weeks ago a, remember the guy on craigslist that let people look at their vaginas exactly that's what i'm saying it's becoming this regular thing so we're not going to do this every week toby no more vagina news stories I do what I want with my news. Here's what I want to know. I have definitely heard of this technology of scaffolding and 3D printing of organs and stuff like that, but it was definitely about, you know, making a new liver or heart tissue. So you didn't hear about it until it came down the vagina pipeline, eh? That is right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just, I just, I, I don't make the news. I just, I just, just report the news. All right. What else you got? Huge number of Americans. This is from Huffington Post, and my last one was from Huffington That's Post. One of your man, they, 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 it's it, it truly is. I want to give them credit. I love their site. It's super liberal. But that's okay. Oh, come on! Uh, Huge number. Are you our resident liberal? Uh, I'm no Jay Baker, my man. I'm no Jay Baker. <laughs> <laughs> love that dude. Huge number of Americans do not want atheist in laws. Pew survey says. How about that one? Seventy. They would be yeah. better in laws. Yeah, I could kind of see that. It seems like they might would be nice if they would live for today is, is what they would say and stuff. Well, I mean, they'd but, be uh, less like, you know, all up in your business. Yeah, a, a new Pew Research uh, survey chiefly focused on political polarization also found Americans divided when someone in the family picks a non-believer to marry. Nearly half, 49% of Americans, say they would be unhappy if a member of their immediate family picked an unbeliever for a spouse. <laughs> so, atheists, I'm sorry. People do not like you. So... It, that's a notch, you know, to say, "Hey, right. don't be, don't be an atheist." Now, people hate you. <laughs> wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be probably just as bad or worse for an atheist to marry a Christian? Like, if you were an in law and you were 
not a believer at all, you would probably seriously not want your son or daughter to marry a super annoying Christian, right? Yeah, and that yeah, like if you came from yeah. the other way. Yeah, if you came from a family of atheists and they he were like, "Hey, uh, I'm going to marry this yeah, Christian." Please don't marry girl. Todd, you know. He he's really <laughs> annoying. We can't have we can't do anything once he's in the family. Hey, guys, can I pray over our meal? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? It's That's Todd, Todd, the Christian. The in-law. Christian uh, in-law. The one Christian in-law in the atheist family. All right. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting because I guess this is kind of like a popular rage thing, and y'all might not think so. But, uh, rage Against Machine? Yeah, that band. Yes. Uh, Ryan Philippe and his girlfriend snapped getting IV vitamins, and apparently this is the big thing now. So people are taking uh, their vitamins now in IVs, bags. They, they get hooked up to IVs filled with vitamins, and then they just sit there and, and uh, take them in to, like, be healthy, I guess. And and honestly, I just think it's ridiculous. All right, Joey, because, hit him with some, uh, you know, powerful commentary response to that story. Go. It is a depiction of where our culture is headed with complete bombardment of laziness. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, they actually have to do a lot. It's not laziness. They no, it's it. lazy because once you do it, it's just a constant stream of vitamins. And I think it's very unfortunate. I bet you those people are obese. It says the stars tend. No, it's, it's, it's right. It's thin, <laughs> Why beautiful Hollywood movie yeah. stars, dude. It says the stars tend to opt for the controversial treatment, which is generally generally reserved for people who lack certain nutrients because they believe it's preferable to have their vitamins infused directly into their bloodstreams. Now, now I wish I hadn't let Joey respond to that because I have at least two really good responses to that, and I'll give them to you both briefly, and we'll be. I just here. don't care about this story. You just don't care about the news. No, I don't care about the story. No, you don't care about the news. So I like number when one. First of all, vitamins don't matter. They don't do anything. Don't spend your money on vitamins. That's all crazy business. So forget. Okay. It. Number two, I had a gym teacher in high school that had to teach sex ed, and he was one of the. You know, he's barely literate, and when he read to us about <laughs> the use of IV drugs. He would sit there, and he he read the story about a guy named Juan who was using IV drugs. And he read <laughs> from the textbook. He says, Juan used four drugs. As in, oh my lord, he Roman numerals. The name Juan, nor did he realize that IV it was not a Roman numeral four. It was not in his vocabulary. <laughs> I don't even. How was that even in a sex ed class? I don't we understand. We were learning about just, I guess, drugs, and I don't know. I, it was weird that was in sex ed class, but it was something He's about a using wild it man. STDs and IV drugs and stuff like that. So he had never read the word or the name Juan, never but ne- he didn't have he no idea what the name Juan was written down. Totally on top of Roman numerals, so. but no Roman numerals. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that's it for for this episode. So we had Jay Baker on, enjoyed the show today. I had a great time cutting up with you fellas once again. We'll see you all next time. Hey, hold on. I just want to make oh, a crap. public a public thank you to Toby. You've really stepped off the fat jokes, and I appreciate it, man. I just want to I just want to tell you that you said that you're going to try to stop and you stop. And I appreciate that. Cuz you know how I end shows now. How? Jay Baker goes to hell, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Bam.